Welcome to part two of the Monday show. This is where we'll talk about the all elite, the biggest pay-per-view of the year, all elite wrestling, the biggest pay-per-view of the year. It is all out, the third inaugural all out. Um, a lot of people said that this was, you know, their best show top to top bottom ever. You know, I don't know. Um... I try to stay away from those type of comparisons. That's, uh, I don't know, because that changes. It's kind of like when someone says, hey, like, like to me, if you know something's like your favorite or, or, or whatever, you then you know, like, this is my favorite. There is no debate about it, right? Stuff like this, I don't know. You know, I'm just watching. I just finished watching it right now. You guys, if you guys are listening to this, you've probably listened to part one of the Monday show. Um, and we just went over news and notes there. Uh, but I want I definitely wanted to review all out and <clears throat> just give my thoughts on it. Um, I thought it was a good show for sure. I thought it was fun. Because um, to me, that's what a lot of stuff's about is just it being fun. You know, like sometimes you watch some of these shows, sometimes it could be a chore or whatever. And, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, this wasn't a short. This was just fun, you know. Even though I already knew the results beforehand, it's still fun. Um, so let's get to it, you know. Uh, the pay per view started off with Eddie Kingston getting his first TNT Championship title shot against Miro, you know. And um, opening to me, this was a good match, you know, fun match to watch. Um, but just seeing two people who Obviously, we know Miro's history in WWE. Eddie Kingston is one of the most, one of the best talkers, one of the most underrated talkers. Can you imagine when Punk and Eddie Kingston have a feud, when MJF and Punk have a feud? Like, the, the promos leading up to it will be so anticipated. They they may not be able to live up to the hype, you know, just because these guys are such good talkers. Um, but... Seeing these two guys in the opening match of a, of the biggest pay-per-view of the year for AEW was just fun to see, good to see. Also, just as we talked about uh, on part one, it gets seeing Eddie Kingston's first action figure. I'm getting it, <laughs> you know. It's just going to be fan-freaking-tastic. So, this match was decent, you know. Um, good opener, um, good action. Uh, and Miro did what he was, what he was supposed to do. You know, he retained the TNT Championship. Whoever takes the championship off him <clears throat> is going to have to be someone that it really elevates. But I can also see a situation, and I'm actually going to call my shot right now. I don't think Miro's going to lose that championship by pinfall. I think he's going to be in the multi-man match, and they're going to have someone else pin someone else to take this championship off of Miro. I just don't think <clears throat> anyone's there yet. Like... I don't see him as the next world champion. I really don't. Like, I really do believe Hangman's getting that. When he comes back, he's getting that uh, AEW world championship. And now we know full gear is pushed back one week. So it'll be, instead of November 6th, it'll be November 13th in St. Louis. Um, but to me, I think that's the way they're going to get that TNT championship off Miro. It's not going to be in a one-on-one match. But that's that's just me. Next up was John Moxley versus Kojima. This was just fun to watch. I John Moxley, I don't, like, to me, in my opinion, 
I'm pretty sure all the higher ups at freaking uh, New Japan just love John Moxley. He has made it his mission to show as much respect to that organization as possible. He held that United States Championship with pride. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And not just that, but I'm about to cough again. <coughs> excuse me. But um, he literally has just gone out of his way to say, this is what I want to do. I mean, I'm an all-elite wrestling guy, but he's gone out of his way to help put over other companies. By the way, just a couple of nights ago, he won the GCW title from Matt Cardona. Him and uh, Nick Gage are going to battle in a death match now in, I think, October 6th or something like that. So that's going to be crazy. Um, uh, but um, it, it's going to be fun. To see, to see whenever him and Tanahashi get together. that's Obviously, that's where this is leading to. And obviously, they couldn't risk Tanahashi with it being a state of emergency still over there in Japan. They couldn't risk him being over here. Apparently, the real, they were building Tanahashi or just teasing Tanahashi. But apparently, the whole time the plan was Kojima, which doesn't matter. Either way, it's fun to see these, these uh, legends on a huge stage. Uh... I'm not gonna say the biggest stage in their well, probably the most global stage in their life, you know, in their careers. Um, and the only reason I know these people is because I've been watching New Japan for a while. Um, I want to say since 2000. I want to say since like 2001 is when I really got into uh, New Japan. Um, but it's just fantastic to see, you know. Um, anyways, uh, this was a decent match. Uh, Moxley wins. <clears throat> then Suzuri, Suzuri comes out to a Nice ovation, great ovation, lays out Moxley. Then we find out that in Cincinnati on Dynamite this Wednesday, it will be Suzuki and Moxley. I hope that main events that just that can be only that that can be the only thing that main events. You know that place is going. First of all, Cincinnati is Moxley's hometown. Second of all, that place is going. Does not go crazy? That's gonna be a fun match to watch. They've already had a battle in New Japan. Um, which I think Moxley did win, um, but this, it's gonna be fun, you know. But overall, this was a great segment. We had <clears throat> a bunch of fun stuff on this show, which I just like. Next up was Britt Baker defending the AEW Women's Championship against Chris Statlander. Statlander did lose, but Statlander did not. I was so happy because Britt Baker's making up, been making a lot of baby faces tap out. Like she made uh, Sheeta tap out to. The, the lock jaw, which is fine. You're protecting the finishing move. Everyone's like tapping up. I was so glad that Chris Statler, someone who can overpower 99% of that woman's division, just with pure strength. She is a hoss. Uh, whatever, whatever the woman term is for that um, that slang term. Um, <clears throat> she will be AEW Women's Champion one day. Just not It's just not her time right now. But um, it's her first loss all year, and she passed out. She did not tap out. So to me, that was the key part of it, where I was so glad they didn't have her tap. You know, she shouldn't be tapping out. I thought that was a great move by Tony Khan and AEW. But this was a good match. To me, it's so hard with someone like Chris Statlander because she is so good and so powerful. I don't. To me... How, how you kind of keep her in the hunt without but being in the hunt in the background she needs a big name to wrestle and with the forbidden door being kicked down she needs to be wrestling someone like Deanna Perrazzo she needs to be wrestling someone like that where you keep her out of the AEW women's title picture for now 
Because Thunder, I believe Thunder Rose is going to be the one to take that bill off Britt Baker. But, and now that we have someone we'll talk about in a second uh, come in, you have a few with someone like that as well, and we'll get to that in a second. But I think someone like her, I think she should be the one kind of like being this, like, like, like Christian Cage, being this traveler, going to these different promotions, and you don't forget about them. They're doing big things in there, but when they come back, they're still, like, you remember them, you remember, oh, this did happen, you know, but this was overall a decent match. Then we go to the craziest match of the night, and I don't know about the year, I, I came around the matches, I'll tell my head right now, but I told this to Jonathan, that's I, text, I said, I texted him, I said, there's, there's clearly a deal between Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Let's just kill each other for the rest of our lives, because every time these two teams get together, I believe um, Excalibur said on... Uh, the, the, the broadcast that they've wrestled each other eight times, it will be nine times, including this match. Lucha Brothers have the edge, but like it's always crazy matches. And last time these two faced in a single straight up tag team title match was two years ago at the first all out for AAA mega titles, which the Lucha Brothers won. This is in the steel cage. I thought Jurassic Express was, were going to be in this match. Either way, I knew this was the time for the Bucks to lose the AEW tag team championships. I would. I thought it would. Either way, you couldn't go wrong with each team. Um, I just don't want AEW to make the same mistake that WWE did. Because to me, no matter what you think of Enzo now, Enzo and Kaz were hot in NXT and in WWE, and they're gonna be like the they're the Rockers essentially, one of the hottest teams to never win tag team titles together ever. I don't want that to be Jurassic Express before their time is up. I, I, I just believe they should be winning those tag team championships. But this is such... The same way I feel about NXT's women's division, I feel about AEW's tag team division. It is so loaded. You have Santana and Ortiz. You have FTR. You have Jurassic Express. You have... Uh, you just have so many great tag teams. You can't put the belts on everybody. But I still believe... I don't think it'll be this year, but I do believe in 2022 Jurassic Express will get... Even if it's a short title run, it will be a title run. Um, but this was a great match. These four men kill each other. There was a thumbtack spot with the Bucks placing thumbtacks on some Nikes. Wonder how Nike feels about that since we had the whole Domino fiasco. And they were just and they were kicking each other and hitting each other with it. And you know what I thought I thought about this right? Are the are the Bucks the only team? A, that the, the Lucha Brothers trust enough to unmask them a little bit. Because this is the second... I believe they did the same thing in their match two years ago with, with Penta. They unmasked him a little bit. But, I mean, it feels like that's a kind of like a, a, a kind of something a go-to there because it's so disrespectful. You know, it's just so disrespectful to where to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, this was just insanity. It was insanity, but the right team won. <clears throat> and to me, it was just a great moment. And I know, I, first of all, Pac and uh, Andrade El Idolo will um, wrestle on Rampage this week, which will be a fantastic match. It feels like Death Triangle is going to break up, but I, don't, I just don't know now. Because do you break them up with the tag team titles on them? They have, they have gold now. You know, there's no reason for them to turn on Pac, <laughs> you know, even though I think Pac is losing to Andrade, which he needs to because Andrade needs that big one. He's only wrestled once. That was against Matt Seidel, which was it's Matt Seidel, no disrespect. Um, 
but I don't know. That's, that's long-term booking. I don't know. I, obviously, we do not know the card for this Arthur Ashe uh, show. I'm assuming they're going to pack. This is going to be a packed show. I'm assuming we're going to see title matches. I'm hoping that's where we see Hangman return and get a world t- championship match and win. But right now, we don't know. We're still two weeks away from it. That is for sure must watch. Um, but yeah, this was insanity. You know, and the right team won. And to me, this just feels right. Seeing the Lucha Brothers with gold around their waist is just awesome. So, good stuff. Then we have the Casino Battle Road, which was put on the main show because Andrade and Pac were postponed. Um, Ruby Soho made her long-awaited, most anticipated, um, most most expected uh, debut in AEW. You could tell the emotions were hitting her. Fans went crazy. She's one of the, I think she's one of a gem. I definitely think that she's underappreciated. I mean, when she was released, like you saw the outpouring of love for this woman and no one saw happy come, coming of her getting released. Let's be honest, I don't think they'll do it. To me, I said this before. I said Ruby Soho is the female CM Punk. You see the piercings, the tattoos, the style. They just don't get her, you know. And she, when she had the long hair, I think she looks much better with short hair. She looks, she was, she's, to me, she's a pretty woman either way. But like, and I like that with short hair better. But I mean, it's just one of those things where she, you see her. She's a colorful person. She's like, she's a colorful character. So to see her win, she's obviously not being Britt Baker, but. To me, she'll get a, a chance to show what she has to the world instead of, hey, they just didn't see something at the time, you know? Let me let me go and show them what they missed out on. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, good stuff there. Here we go. Chris Jericho versus MJF. Jericho loses. He And I, I thought this was interesting. He said, I can never wrestle another match at AEW. So, he left that, that doubt and that maybe he could lose because, once again, he still has, even though he's out of contract with New Japan, it's not that hard since these guys are working with every other promotion possible with the exception of WWE that he could wrestle somewhere else, right? Yeah, obviously, they don't want to go back on their stipulations because they have done a great job of maintaining these stipulations. Now, Cody does not need a world title run because guess what? And Cody, actually, now that I think about it, Cody, I, I, this is going to be naive, me talking. Cody may never win the AEW championship. He doesn't need to. He clearly has so many outside ventures. I just don't see the time when he would come back and win. You know, he's, I mean, there's, to me, there's something intriguing there because he is mainly with the Nightmare fam, fam, family and, uh, and you don't see him with the Elite anymore, you know, but he's on the, the big show, big show, whatever it's called. He has a reality show. He has a baby. He has a gorgeous wife. Like, he actually can get away with it. With, with never having the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. May he get a token run? Sure. But I just don't... At this point in time, you see what he's doing. I just don't see it, you know? Um, but this match was actually good, you know? And um, obviously Jericho won. It just doesn't hurt MJF. MJF is on a... This ends the feud, for sure, for good. And it, it puts them on separate paths. Where they both go, I don't know. I really don't know where MJF goes from here. Um... But I, they both tapped out to each other's finishing moves. To me, I thought it was fun. I thought the, the whole thing when he hits him with the, the baseball bat and hits him with the Judas effect and Jericho gets pinned with his foot. I was like, are they going to end it like this? I thought it was a good cliffhanger moment. But um, Jericho in the end wins. Next up, the most anticipated return in seven years in a wrestling ring. CM Punk 
Darby Allen. This was good. This was the right opponent for CM Punk. Um, it, it it was it was good to see him. He's clearly running rust, but once again, it's been seven years. If it's if it's, if if you're, if you're offended by it, grow up. Um, but this was good. This was fun to watch. CM Punk obviously gets the win. Paul White versus QT. Paul White wins. It was pretty quick and standard. It was right before the main event. The crowd by this time was dead as well. They had went through the ringer with everything. They were they were dead, you know. And then you have the main event of Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, who worked their butts off, had a fantastic match. Um, the crowd was pretty quiet, but it, was, it wasn't because it was a bad match. It was because <clears throat> it was just, it was the end of the night. Dude, this is a four-hour show. They just, there was so much that happened, and, and they just were wore out, you know. It wasn't anything being disrespectful. It was just they were wore out. Omega hits a super one-winged angel to put away Christian. So Christian takes his first L in AEW. It, it doesn't matter, dude. I, I just texted, before I hit the record button, I just texted to someone. I said, it's freaking awesome, me being a Christian guy, to see him just months after coming out of retirement, winning a world heavyweight championship, representing an entire company, defeating one of the hottest wrestlers all year in Kenny Omega, pinning him, then main eventing a Impact pay-per-view, then main eventing the biggest show in AEW history. It will go down as one of his, he's already a Hall of Famer, but you look at like his, his stats, his statistics, air quotes, his Wikipedia page, he will go down as main eventing and the, their biggest show of the year. Something he would have never been able to do at WrestleMania. Let's just be real. You know, they never saw him on that level. But just to do it, I couldn't be happier as a fan. Proud as a fan. And <clears throat> super excited to see where where everyone goes from here. Because this was the end of a, a chapter in all these feuds. Now let's get to the next. Let's on to the next one. Um, but... The night was not over. All the elite come out. We're obviously expecting Daniel Bryan. And then all of a sudden Omega's cutting a promo. Then the lights go off. Lights come back on. Adam Cole debuts. I was surprised they debuted him here. But I think they're so unsure of what's going to happen in two weeks and the restrictions that may come down New York that they're like, we need to get, it's going to be like overload, but we're going to need to get this done. Now, here's my thing. I know for a fact New York Comic Con is still happening. Like they, like I think John Cena just signed on to be there and all this other stuff. So this is still happening. So um, they're obviously they're just taking precautions. But Adam Cole debuted. He immediately joins the Elite, turns heel, which is probably the best for his character. Super kicking Jungle Boy, and then he says that they're the best team in the history and nothing can stop him. He's talking about Elite. Then Omega gets the mic back, and before he can finish his promo, Brian Danielson officially becomes all elite. I know he said in post, I didn't see the uh, the, the post media scrum, but I know he did say it was a hard decision, which it had to be. His wife is over there. His uh, he has uh, John Laurinaitis, who's and Jr. brought this up. Was it Jr. brought this up? No, Meltzer brought this up. Technically, John Laurinaitis is his father-in-law. John Laurinaitis was responsible for trying to re-sign him and couldn't ultimately re-sign him. So it's just so many factors. Plus, the Bellas have, say what you want to about them, they have a ton of business connections over in WWE that just, it makes no sense financially for them to leave. 
you know, and according to Brian, he said that WWE was going to allow him to do things um, outside WWE, but come on, not that much, you know, plus they would have probably have had creative control over him and it would cause rifts. Like he has a lot of freedom here. And yeah, we saw a Brian Omega match in their early years. We saw Brian Cole just two years ago, but now we get them in an all elite wrestling ring. This is going to be fun to watch. Can you imagine Jungle Boy versus Daniel Bryan? Luchasaurus versus Daniel Bryan? Can you imagine freaking, I've already said Omega versus Daniel Bryan. The list can go on and we can get MJF Daniel Bryan. We can get a ton of fresh matches. I am looking forward to seeing all of it. Um, To me, this was a, a very important night in AEW history, a very important night in wrestling history. And to me, I give this show a huge thumbs up. So um, thank you for joining me this week. Thank you for the extra content. I hope you appreciate it. Um, you, we did have the match of the month, which was not a match. It was more of talking about moments in wrestling again. Um, but that was episode 120. What is it, 121? Part 2? I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I will let you guys go to Wednesday when we talk about the Shang-Chi review, which I think was about 30 minutes. And um, it was a fun watch. As I record this, it is Labor Day. I'm thinking about actually going to see Shang-Chi again. Uh, but we will see. But anyways, that's the show for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I am a soul chemical. I see things a little differently.